Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is William Betzelberger. I am the host and founder of the Resilient Masculinity Podcasting Movement. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for listening. If this is your first time hearing us, Resilient Masculinity is a community of men dedicated to the idea of making men masculine and resilient again. A community where men are encouraged inspired and equipped with the tools, the conversations, the resources that they need to become the capable, strong, resilient men they are called to be. Men who provide safety, men who provide stability, men who serve. That is the core of what resilient masculinity is. So if that is a a goal, a challenge, a an issue you are willing to get behind, then I would encourage you to share, to like, to subscribe, and to follow, and get this message out to as many men as we can, because frankly, this world is weak, this world is broken, and this world needs strong, resilient, capable godly, righteous men to stand up so that we can have a society, we can live in a world, or we can live in a town, or live within a family unit that is safe, stable, and service-oriented. So again, thank you for listening today, and we're going to jump right into it, and we're going to talk about what you can do regarding the situation in Ukraine. It's been about say three weeks, maybe a month now, since Russia first started to invade Ukraine. Um, Now, at first they were trying to, I guess, strike military targets only, but they have uh, devolved since then. There are now numerous civilian casualties, and I believe there are reports of the Russians using white phosphorus ammunition against civilian targets. Um, which, if I understand correctly, is a war crime. But what can you do? Young man in America, young family man in America, what can you do regarding Ukraine? First and foremost, you can be a man of prayer. For those who aren't religious, this may seem useless, this may seem petty, this may seem like we're just talking to the sky. But for those of us who know, who have experienced, uh, who have witnessed with our own eyes the power of prayer, we know it's not just talking. We know it's not just talking to the sky and and wishing and, and wishful thinking. It's powerful. God can do anything he wants. He is God. And he encourages us to bring our requests, our concerns, our pleas to him. And when we do that, he says he is faithful to answer. Now, he may not answer in the way we want. That is a very real possibility. I do not know God's will right now in this situation. I do not know if. God wills it to become World War III. I do not know. 
what I know is God wants his men to pray. So be a man of prayer. Be a man who constantly gives everything to God, all your worries, all your fears, all your struggles. He wants to hear them. And in doing so, he will give you the strength, the fortitude to stand up. So men, be a man of prayer. Two is to lead your family and your community well. Weak men are the reason we have this kind of nasty, nasty violence in this world. Because weak men lay over and let things happen. They just play dead and, oh, woe is me, life is, life is against me. No, you lead, you take charge. You see a problem and you fix it. You lead your family well. There are young men out there who are fighting for their country, fighting to protect their country. Be like that. Lead. Put yourself in a position where you are the first one to suffer. If your family is going to go without food or you're going to go without food, you're the one who goes without food. Lead your family well, lead your community well. How do you do that? You lead clearly, you lead decisively. You lead with understanding, with knowledge. You provide and look out for the best interest of your family. And in doing so, things will naturally fall into place. But to do so, you have to look out for their best interest. Also do that for your community. What does that mean? What does that look like? Elect good officials. Do not elect weak, soft men who are incapable of standing up to any criticism. Elect men who are willing to have a backbone, men who are willing to take a stand. Elect those men to be your community leaders. Become one yourself. Focus on the changes you can make. Lead your family well. Be willing to make a stand. Say, you know what? In this house, this is what we do. This is These are our guidelines. These are our rules. You can, you know, not everyone's going to like it. And I'm not saying be a... Be a bulldozer or a steamroller and roll over everything. You can't just go up to your wife and be like, oh, by the way, you have to make every meal. Don't do that. But brainstorm together and say, okay, what kind of family do we want to have? What kind of roles do we have? And realistically, this should have been done before you got married. Okay, frankly, that should have been done well in advance. Okay, when my wife and I were dating, we talked extensively about what we want our lives to look like, what kind of family we wanted to have, what, who would do what. And honestly, a lot of times, we, for the majority of things, in terms of like household, taking care of the household, uh, taking care of house projects, house chores, stuff like that, the mundane day-to-day -day stuff, we end up sharing. 
because I'm not above it and she's not above it either. And neither of us are too far below, right? We're, we're, we're equal footing on that end. Granted, because I'm the one who works, I'm the one who goes out and provides the, the financial means, she carries more of the weight in terms of keeping the house in order, keeping uh, the house clean. Okay, I, I do clean when I'm home, but because she's home more, and because that is more of her her gifting and her desire, she does that more than I do. Now, I'm also the one getting up at four to go work, so there's a there's a give and take, right? There's a there's a balance. Okay, so lead your family well, lead your community well. Three, build up your provisions. Gas is four something a gallon. It went up to four twenty five in my area, and it's down now to I think four oh six, or four oh nine in that range. Um, a lot of people were blindsided by that. Build up your provisions. What are, what's going out? What are you having trouble finding at the store? I'm not saying panic buy, but I'm saying build up what you actually need. Okay. Um. For about a month now, we've had a lack of cream cheese, a block cream cheese. We cannot find it anywhere in any of our stores. But just this past week, some of them started to get those coming back in. So my wife's like, oh, hey, grab one. I, I use those for baking. Instead of grabbing one, I grabbed four. Because one, there's enough there that I'm not wiping them out. Two, my wife uses them for baking. And three, it just randomly went out, completely out for a month. So I'm going to grab some extra to make sure she has that in case it goes out again, because she does use it a lot for her baking. So what, what other provisions do you, do you need? You know, do you, do you eat a lot of rice? Great, buy bulk rice. Uh, do you buy a lot of chicken? Do you eat a lot of chicken? Buy a little extra. Set it to the side, set it in the freezer. Uh, how about electricity? You know, do you have a small way to provide electricity in case you need to use your computer or your phone? You know, like what what kind of provisions can you build up? I'm not saying break the bank for it, but I'm saying be mindful and maybe grab an extra can or two of corn next time you go out, or you know, maybe grab another another package of chicken bones or not bones, but drumsticks and put them in the freezer for just in case build up your provisions be able to provide even when supply chains are impacted even when inflation is at all-time highs for the last 40 years be able to still provide uh, number what is this five three four five I don't remember I'm just gonna start listing them out anyway is to get your money situation straight. Are you in debt? Pay it off. Are you struggling to save up a, a you know, $500 emergency? I heard somewhere that like 80% of Americans don't have enough money to cover a $500 emergency. Wow. Okay, the last two weeks uh, my car went out to the shop uh, it was a $1,300 fix, and then I just blew a tire, so that's another couple hundred dollars there. Um, 
and it was an inconvenience. It sucked because my wife had to drive me to work and uh, she had to get up early. But we made it work um, and I wasn't too worried because we have the money. And I'm not saying we're rolling in dough, trust me, we're not rolling in the dough. I just know how to put a little extra money aside. And, you know, for those who are like, well, it's easy for you to say, uh, you know, pay off debt, you don't know my situation. We paid off almost 30 grand of loans in two years. And my highest income per year was 38,000. That's not a lot of money, especially when you take housing was over 60% of my take home pay. Like I understand it's rough. I understand inflation is high. I understand those. I live it too. I work 60 hours a week right now. I get it. And I'm not saying money's everything. But I'm saying as a man, one of the tools in your tool belt is money. And if you owe people money, you are indebted to them. You are their slave. So get out of that. Debt does not equal freedom. Okay, debt is a, it's a slave hold on you. Until you pay it off, you are that person's slave. And that is not the kind of free life you want to live as a man. As a good, strong, capable, righteous, independent man, having debt is antithetical to that life. So if you want to be a strong, independent, self-sufficient man, get out of debt. Make an extra payment. Maybe put an extra $50 into it. Start knocking that out. Maybe grab a couple extra hours of work. Again, I'm not saying this out of ignorance or some lofty position. No, I'm in the trenches with you. I get it. I get it. It sucks. It sucks to get up at 4 and not get home till 7 in the evening. I get it. But as a man, that is your responsibility. That is your, that is your goal. Your goal isn't to, to make money, but your goal is to provide. To provide safety and stability and serve your family, serve your community. And you can't do that if you're up to your eyeballs in debt. If you guys can't save $500 in a year, ouch, $500, that's... Three days of work. Tack on three extra days of work. You're telling me in a one year you can't make an extra $500? Guys, there's 12 months in a year. We're about three and a half down, so. Okay, so there's eight months left, nine months left. Set that goal and put it aside. It's, you know, grab a. Start mowing lawns. If you're in a place where you can, right now I can't uh, because our grass is dead and there's still some snow, slight snow out. So if you got a lot of snow, shovel snow. If you've got grass to mow, mow the grass. Right now is a great time to start picking up sticks and rocks out of the yard. It's like do something, walk a dog. Hire yourself out to, to pick up poop out of, you know, dog poop out of people's yards. They pay money for that.
have that $500 emergency fund, really. We're men. We create, we provide, we innovate. Surely you can do that. And if you need help with that, let me know and say, hey, here's my situation. I would be more than happy to give ideas out to, to help you get your money situation straight. Because again, this it's not everything. Money is not all that there is, but it is a vital tool. So if you're in debt or you don't have savings, get out of debt, build savings, have that tool available to you in your tool belt. Uh, next is get involved in public service. How do you serve your community? How do you serve your local area? What what additional, besides the work you do at your work, whether you work for yourself as a self-employed or your business owner, or maybe you're an employee who, like me, I'm a material handler, I work in a warehouse, that's my job. My job is logistics, which is very needed these days, but albeit my service to my local community is more than that. So what else do you do? Well, for me, I do storm spotting. In fact, on Friday, I've got a training coming up on Friday that I do for my county. Or I'm going to be re-attending it, recertifying, so that I can be on the county's um, Skywarn storm spotter team for our emergency management. I also do emergency communications with radios. I help with our big events and I provide uh, communications for them. Myself and a lot of others do that. Um, ham radio or amateur radio guys, we're a pretty fun group. What else? You know, what else do you do? Do you serve at a local food kitchen? Do you serve at your church? My wife and I started, well, we didn't start. My grandpa and I started, my grandpa and my brother and I started a garden probably uh, 10 years ago or so. Yeah, more than that, 15 years ago uh, as a result of the 08 recession uh, at our church. And now my wife and I have taken that over and lead that. We also serve through uh, providing young adult ministry through our church. How else do you serve? You know, what else do you do? Do you read to kids at the homeless shelter to you know shell books the library how do you help provide service be serviceable not just to yourself but to your local area to your town to your city to your county whatever your next level of, of population is serve them serve them because a community that serves is a strong community Next one, don't vote for spineless, weak officials. Now, I've, I've seen a lot of strange work lately done in the media about the Zelensky, the Ukrainian president. Uh, there's a lot of people that are uh, just showing him as this, this big, courageous man and and he's, he's a leader of the people, and I will give him credit. He is fighting alongside his men, and that is a, that is a characteristic of a man. I appreciate that. I look at that, and I, I applaud that. Uh, 
But there's no one saying that he isn't also corrupt. He is, may not be spineless or weak, but he may still be corrupt. I know he was a comedian, pole dancing, like, stripper dude, so take that for what it is. But don't vote for spineless elected officials who are weak, who are pathetic, who won't stand for values, who won't stand for a strong nation, who won't st stand for a strong county. If they're a pushover because they don't want to offend someone because of an email they received, that is weak. That is disgusting. It disgusts me that we have people in office who cannot take criticism. Who any criticism of them is hate speech and vile. No, it's not. Okay, you stand for something or you get out of my way. Stand up, stand aside, or get aside. It's disgusting how, how our elected officials are just standing by the wayside, letting this happen, letting that happen, and not taking decisive action. You take action, you take control. That's why the, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was such a mess. Because we didn't make clear, decisive decisions or reactions. Instead, we just kind of let it happen. Don't vote for them. They do not get a position of authority or power over anyone if they cannot lead effectively with courage and conviction. It's very clear. If you lack conviction, if you lack courage, if you lack a spine, you know, you might be a good public speaker, you might be able to get a lot of people like you, but if you lack those things, you can't, you can't lead. And you sure as heck can't lead men, strong, independent men like that. Strong, independent men need a strong man to lead. And when I say to lead, I mean to provide the opportunity for them to lead. So, you know, as a, as a connection point to that, also run for office. If you feel, if you feel that strongly, lead, run for office. Right now, I don't have any positions that are open uh, in my area, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't consider it if the time came and I knew I was going to set my roots down here. Sure, I would run. Not right now. It's not the time nor the place yet, but I can't say it's not outside of realm of possibility. So don't vote for them, and instead vote for strong, courageous, principled, strong in doctrine, strong in conviction men. And then the last point is don't allow this evil to spill over here. Don't allow that disgusting, revolting, ideology that Russia has right now to spill over here. Now, if World War III happens, don't let them get a foothold of America. If, if the World War III starts, have a home guard ready to where your town, your county, your, your area is protected. Do not allow that evil to spill over here. Stand up against it. Stand up for what is right what is virtuous, what is 
real, what is true. I mean the actual truth, not just your truth, my truth, because there's no your truth or my truth. There is the truth. Stand up, stand firm, fight, and do not let that evil spill over here. And that's what I got for you. That's how you, as a as a local family man, out in the middle of, you know, the Midwest, or out in the Rust Belt, or the Bible Belt, or whatever other belt you want to put us in, whether you're East Coast, West Coast, Southern, Northern, doesn't matter. That's what you can do regarding Ukraine. And I know it's difficult. I know it's, it's hard because it feels so far away, yet it's always in our face. So that's what you can do. Until next time, gentlemen, thank you. And take action. Become the men you are called to be.